Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Austin, and I have Lexi with me this week. What's up? Hey, guys. And you actually had something pretty interesting happen at work today. Um, Interesting and terrifying, all roped into one. Yeah. I mean, we talk about a lot of what-ifs here, right, and and how to handle a lot of different situations. And um, I think that some of us are uniquely placed now, right, that we don't have to deal with a lot of stuff at work because we're working from home um you however are actually working in a building with actual live humans and yep, every day <laughs> yeah um so you you had actually uh it was when you told me i was like wow that's pretty um some pretty heavy stuff so we're going to talk today um a little bit specifically about uh how to re- i guess you know action and reaction having a plan when things happen um you know planning ahead and and in your case right if your place of employment doesn't have a plan um step up and say something well step up and say something but you know hey it's really easy to put together your own plan you don't have to be a a mastermind of military proportions or something to you know uh be well well prepared for you know a number of things that might happen right yeah absolutely so um before i get into that want to, as always, thank uh, our presenting sponsors here at The Prepared Mindset. Uh, first, SlimFitHolsters.com. SlimFit Holsters out in Colorado is our new sponsor here at The Prepared Mindset, and they hooked us up with discount code PREPARED10. It's going to save you guys 10% off your order, and it's going to hook you up with free shipping. So really, really good perks there. And guys, if you're looking for a new holster, maybe um, you've been carrying for a little while now and you're ready to, to move from a three o'clock or a four o'clock carry set up to something uh, like an appendix carry up front, <clears throat> and maybe you're just looking for the right holster, uh, check out their Gladius setup. It couples the, the holster itself with the magazine pouch. So you have everything uh, very concealable up front in the waistband uh on on humans right i mean the widest part of our body is is the front of our body and that's why um for so many people appendix carry just works the best especially with fashion trends and things like that men women uh whether you carry just the gun up front and the mag on the side or both of them up front together uh slim fits got you covered like i said they're gladius rig to carry up front Hey, maybe you want the guard ultra. Maybe you want the firearm up front, and you're just more comfortable carrying your your extra ammo source weak side. Guard ultra is a great option. Both of them uh, come with the optional uh, rubber wedge, which you, we've seen this as foam wedges, and and you know I've seen dimpling in in the holsters from other companies to try and help uh, leverage the holster for better concealment. Uh, I think that what SlimFit does with their rubber wedge, it's like it's like tire rubber um but it's super comfortable and super concealable with the the mod wing that they have on on all their holsters for appendix carry so the gladius the guard ultra great great options also if you're just looking for something good for three or four o'clock carry maybe you've just never really invested in a good quality holster check out their guard all right uh great construction super i don't want to say super but very thick kydex very well made and you can adjust the cant on it which doesn't seem like a big deal but you know i tell you guys i've bought a lot of holsters in the past two years and uh, not all of them have that adjustability and it's something that you really i think need to have depending if you're carrying three o'clock versus five o'clock that can make a big uh, a big difference if you guys have ever heard travis haley talk about you know carrying at the the three four five o'clock position and the the biomechanics are involved with that you know that having that cantability 
you know built into the holster is is absolutely crucial um, again they hooked us up with our discount code prepared 10 and you save 10 percent off and free shipping so if you're thinking about it do it hey the holidays are just around the corner maybe you need to pick up a gift for that gun owner that you know head over save some cash and you know pick up something from slimfitholsters.com also want to make sure we say thank you as always to my medic my medic who's been with us I mean, most of the year this year, honestly, uh, second sponsor we ever brought on, um, you know, and, and it's even more applicable, I think, to what we're talking about today. But if you guys don't have a first aid kit, go to mymedic.com and order something today. All right. You can use our discount code mindset20 to save you 20% off. Do, is this something you're going to use every day? Probably not. Is it something you're going to use every week? Maybe not. Um, but is it something that if you have it, you're going to be damn glad you did, like definitely, without a doubt. Having a first aid kit, <clears throat> having the proper medical equipment around you in the event that something funky goes down, you'll never feel poorly about that. My medic does a great job of offering a lot of different options for, uh, you know, it. maybe it's like a just you. You're only worried about yourself when you're out and about, so you can get one of their EDC medics or a solo medic. Maybe there's a small group of you. Maybe it's just you and your wife, like me and Lexi. Maybe you have one other person with you or a small child. Pick up their MyFAC. It's a great two to three, maybe even four person option. And they have all kinds of alternatives, up to 10 people. You know, uh, you can get full backpack kits for, for groups of people. You can get kits that are built out to keep in your vehicle. They're specifically built with the supplies that are most applicable, right? Built using statistics and data. The supplies that are most applicable to car accidents, uh, bike accidents, right? If you're a bicyclist, you, you ride long distances, you go mountain biking, they have a cyclist medic. Maybe you take your dog out all over the place and you want to have something to make sure if they, you know, if they uh, get an abrasion, uh, they get in a fight with another dog or something, you have something on hand to take care of our four-legged friends, they have a pet medic. Check out mymedic.com. They do great, great stuff. And if you don't know what you need and you really just want to know, Give them their customer service a call. They won't steer you wrong. They will tell you exactly what you should need for whatever size group you're trying to address. One more time, our code for them is MINDSET20 to save you 20% off at MyMedic. So getting into <clears throat> what happened today. Um, so you tell the story. Obviously, you were the one that was there, and I just kind of got the cliff notes uh, via text <laughs> message until you got home. Yeah, no, absolutely. So what appeared to start as any normal day, right? Get into work, drinking my coffee, going through emails. Right. Um, we had probably about uh, half hour, 45 minutes into my work day. Um, you know, a couple systems are down, so we're kind of just trying to get done what we can, but, you know, hands are kind of tied when the applications you need yeah, to do your job so aren't, you can do. <laughs> aren't available. So we're just talking, and um, there is a colleague who works in the room and has a known medical condition, um, but has never had an episode at work, never had to deal with it, never so seen is it. is this something that she just told like you in confidence or everybody in the Nope, I, um, everyone that she works with um, let us know hey, this is what's going on. This is cool. kind of what, what it okay. looks like. Um, and forgive me, but I don't remember the specific. It's a neurocardiogenic something, something so, between the brain and the heart. So a heart condition. A heart in condition. Lame, in simplest terms. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, which causes her to pass out. Um, okay. 
from what we obviously we've never seen it was told okay hey pretty pretty mild just kind of out of it for a few minutes um had it happen today and you know comes back in is looks a little out of it but not overly concerningly so um sits down and is declining um I'm like, hey, you okay? Try to get her some water. Hands so just, shaking. just like looked out of it or like body language? I mean, yeah, kind of a um, little woozy. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say stumbled, but like center of balance wasn't quite there. Um, didn't acknowledge a, 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 some another coworker. Tried to talk to her. Like just said something in passing as she was walking by. Didn't acknowledge it in the slightest made no indication that she ever heard it yeah that's a big indicator for sure um sat down kind of you know leaned forward um you know we're like we you know now we notice something's off because Mm -hmm. you know we were working we weren't really paying attention to what she was doing coming in you know we're free to walk away as we need to yeah um so we start kind of noticing that something's not quite right and you know we're trying to talk to her figure out what's going on like hey you know have you eaten today have you had any water when your when's the last time you had water how much have you had today um pretty standard stuff that people are going to check on when they say they don't there's not yeah. feeling well you gotta, um, yeah you're feeling woozy well have you, have you eaten anything yeah, yeah water. have you eaten anything Maybe what waters. did you eat how much water have you had um especially today when everyone's getting those gigantic starbucks and red well Bulls and, and, and first thing in the morning too yeah. right you're just coming off of sleep you know did you have breakfast what did you have not everyone's a breakfast person but right time you know sometimes you you do need to have something you know if it's a bad morning or you know whatever but you know she's like yeah no i haven't had that much water today but normally drinks an okay amount and so like here you know another coworker had a bottle like a Dasani or something yeah like just there with them like hey i haven't even opened it like here you can have mine i'll I'll go get another one no big deal or i have a water bottle here i can go fill up no problem and reaches out to grab it no hope of ever holding that bottle i mean shaking like a leaf like tremors not just like shivers like tremors um and they're like okay i don't know is that and you're like the google master but did (laughs) Did you, is that like a normal symptom of one of those episodes? I that mean, I don't know. I think, I think it's pretty individualized. A okay. lot of it is, yeah. you, you can, s- <clears throat> the end result I think is similar in a lot of them, but the little things leading up to it are different for everybody. Yeah. How that manifests. Yeah. Sure. Well, so, yeah, okay, that makes sense too. Um, so like, we're like, okay, something's wrong. Wait, we're no longer past, hey, I just haven't had that much water and I haven't eaten much. Like, something's, something's not something's right. Something's wrong with you. So we're trying to pay attention. Like, okay, like, and she's she's frustrated. She's upset because she can tell something. She knows something's not right either because, like, she couldn't hold a water bottle. And like, nope, no big deal. Don't don't get upset. We're trying to keep her calm because mm-hmm. we know she has this. So we don't, we're not, we're trying to prevent yeah. something as hers. You guys haven't seen her go through one of these episodes Yeah, we have yet, no right? idea what it looks like, no idea how it manifests. Well, we do know that it's stress and anxiety-induced. Yeah, two um, things you never find at work. So, but, I mean, right. <laughs> but <clears throat> the workplace past is always that, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't know how much stress, right? Like, she's she's worked there and never had an incident. So, it's like, okay, is anything really, you know, 
Um, it, it is kind of random. I mean, it is stress and anxiety in, induced, but it's not, it's hard to pinpoint on something specific. Yeah. And a lot of times um, I don't think there's a specific trigger, but. Yeah. I mean, stress and anxiety is a lot of things that cause that. I mean, work so, being one of them, but um, so, so we're watching her. She can't hold it. And I'm like, okay, you know, don't worry. Stay calm. Like, don't get upset. Like it's, know because we're starting to internally panic you know we're all luckily keeping our cool trying to keep her calm mm-hmm. like hey nope we've got an extra straw you know we'll we'll help you like clearly you're not something's wrong and we're gonna help you like don't don't be embarrassed don't yeah. feel bad like try and stay calm yeah yeah like uh, clearly something medically speaking isn't is it's happening right now that's not your body isn't responding the way you want it to right so like nope we'll help you we'll take care of it like give her a sip of water and honestly saving grace that she couldn't have held that water because we were so close to her to help her drink that she probably would have she completely she passed out would have probably cracked her head on the desk coming down and yeah that's like we just by happenstance right because she couldn't hold that bottle of water we were there close so when she started falling we were right there she yeah. never she never made it past like bending at the waist like you know sitting in an office chair like she she like bent at the waist and that was it because we were we were right there um so immediately everyone's like panicking oh, yeah oh shit like what do we do yeah my first thing is is she still breathing good like yeah. you know no, good good um, that's definitely I'm, the first you know, thing CPR, you, you know i'm first aid and, and cpr certified as yep. are as are you and i'm found out after the fact i have a couple other people in the office that are as well so and that's something that I think that's information that should be shared like with people up, like up front. I know where I work, <clears throat> where you used to work, right? Yep. We, the, at least in the departments that I've been in, we have master lists of that stuff. So it's like, hey, in the event of an emergency, seek out these like five or six people because they have certifications the, yeah. of some variety to help with medical matters. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's the topic that's coming after this because um, lo and behold, uh, very unsurprisingly, personally, I've been mean, worked there. There's no plan in place. If there is, no one's deemed to share it with anybody. Which, and that's not to say there isn't one, but I think if you have one, like communication, it, it needs to be communicated. Yeah, correct. Essential. <laughs> so you know, we're at this point, like, okay, like, what do we do? Like, okay, she's breathing. That's good. So we're trying to like snap her out of it because, per her words, they were very like mild and she's only out for a little bit of time okay um she was probably out for a good three to five minutes yeah that's a a bit for so fainting i mean when we couldn't wake her up and like when she wasn't coming around in the first like 30 seconds we were like okay we're gonna call an ambulance because i'd rather like to us yeah err on the side of caution than not well and something like that from what she told us and then to what we witnessed didn't line up yeah it wasn't she 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 made it it. seem less and maybe normally it is and this was an odd one out yeah or i mean maybe whoever has told her because obviously right like as the one who is passing out you're not you have no idea what's going on while you're out Mm -hmm. you're unconscious so maybe whoever's communicated that to her found her later towards the end of the episode and thought mm-hmm. like oh yeah no you were only out for a little bit yeah so i'm not sure but we're like nope we're gonna go ahead and call up uh, an ambulance um get them here 
you know, we're monitoring her, watching her, seeing what's happening, make sure she's still continuing to breathe. Um, luckily, has a smartwatch, was watching her heart rate. See, that's that's the nice thing about something like that is that it gives you that ability. Um, and then, you know, contacting various people because there, there is no plan in place so we're like all right well who should you know who should we contact realistically like okay obviously 911 is the first one right but don't don't move her don't agitate her make but keep an eye on her so i I guess so internally at work are you guys who do you notify like is there someone in the building like a nurse or um, no because honestly we didn't didn't really know what to do so yeah we we contacted our hr person because he's got you know all the emergency contacts yeah he, he i mean in theory he would hopefully know know more about who to contact um so contacted him let him know what was going on um manager was actually out of the office today but gave him a call you know said hey we just had to call an ambulance let him know this is what's going on um start trying to go through her phone trying to find emergency contacts contact somebody that you mentioned that and i want to make sure we talk about that because i think it and this isn't this is not a slight against you know against her um Mm -hmm. but it's something that i think that when we look at society and and culture right now with how people use their phones versus um how they can really use their phones to support themselves it it, it, it's worth discussing right yeah onto that point we we struggled to find the emergency contacts because they weren't under actual names actual what what you would think to look for i think you guys mentioned a couple specific there was somebody listed as mom and it turns out it was like a neighbor that's an old family friend who i'm certain was a like mother-like figure but wasn't actually her mother yeah and that's and i get it like everyone puts those like weird you know you don't call your boyfriend by his first name in your phone you call him baby or something and and that's to an extent that's fine um however when you get into those kinds of situations when you know you guys someone unknown has to go in and contact people it's it's different right like you're like oh well my sister knows that this is what that is it's like okay well what happened yeah what happens when you're at work what happens when you're in crossing you know the middle of the street in a busy city and you collapse and someone comes and you know like a good samaritan stops to help you mm-hmm. and they have to go through you know they're trying you know they're calling 911 or having someone else call 911 while they're um helping you administering aid and yeah. they want it you know they want someone to go through your phone to contact your emergency contacts and a most smartphones nowadays iphone android doesn't matter has an actual emergency contact feature so when you have your phone locked you can always access the emergency like yeah. phone call <coughs> um on my phone i have an android i can access my phone all the time regardless if it's locked to contact emergency services but i also have the emergency contacts button which will populate mm-hmm. and be accessible even though my phone is locked so that's so i can you can see do you know is that is that something that apple offers as well yes it does i don't know necessarily if it's quite the same setup it might yeah. be worded a little differently or maybe you get to it quite you know a little bit different but there are ways on almost every phone now to access access the phone while it's locked and access your emergency contacts as long as they are set as emergency Emergency contacts it's not just putting them as ice you know in case of emergency a lot of people will do that like there's a specific emergency contact section on your phone and you can put if you've got medical history you can put that it's just like setting your favorites you know so you can get them to the top of the list when you go into your address book on your phone yep it's um, it's a very similar process if you're listening to this right now do it right now if you don't have at least two 
maybe even three emergency contacts in place, <clears throat> you should definitely do it. You know, and one is not enough. Two is probably not enough. You know, people are busy. People have their phones turned off. They're walked away from their phone. It's not that they didn't want to answer the call, but, you know, maybe they're away from their phone and they missed that phone call. And, you know, in these situations, time is precious. Time is a very limited quantity. Uh, so you want to make sure you get a hold of somebody. And those people, you know, if they call back, then someone can answer the phone, whether it's, you know, the actual afflicted individual because uh, they've come to and they're fine now, or it's somebody else who's who's helping them. They can answer the phone for them and, you know, let them know what's going on. That's important. You yeah, know, so communication's key. As we're sitting here listening to him talk, I was going through my phone, and I access mine on my Galaxy Note through my contact list. My name pops up at the very top. Mm-hmm. I click on my name. At the bottom, there are two. there's a section for emergency info where you can put in medical information. So if you have diabetes, if you're epileptic. That's great. Um, yeah. And you any of your medical conditions, that would be very urgent for EMTs to know. Um, you can put that in there. Um, and you can also list emergency contacts. And it's specifically labeled as such. I don't have to put ice or anything. I go in there and I add people from my contact list. And it'll trans- like, transfer it yeah. over so I don't have to re-enter it or do anything like that. Yeah, it's it it works off the existing. Give, it's not going to give people additional access to your phone. It's just the pertinent information, right? So yep. it's not and like an invasion of privacy thing or anything to be worried about, you know, um, leaking sensitive information. It's 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 a feature that's designed to protect you, right? Yes. Because yep. um, everybody, most, I mean, probably nine and 9.9 out of 10, right? Uh, have their phone with them at all parts of the day, right? Um, not everybody carries those, um, what do you call them? Like the metal bracelets that have information on it or... Yeah, I mean, um, people with medical conditions usually do, but all it's going to be on there is your medical condition a lot yeah. of times. Like, th- there are other ones that you can put more information on if you, you do like it yourself. like the little uh, credit card things you can keep in your wallet and stuff, but then they got to go digging for your purse and try and find that. Or if it's in your bed, you know, like myself, if I were to pass out on my back or something... <clears throat> good luck lifting my fat ass to get my wallet out and get to that card and and on that point of having your you know setting emergency contacts also make sure that they're i mean of course you want to put something cutesy for your significant other you know girlfriend boyfriend wife sure. husband you know putting mommy daddy father mother you know whatever you want to put some cute weird nickname inside joke you've got with your best friend if that's another Pookie. yeah put their first and last name and you can put something cute next to it um i know i am super weird this is not normal most people don't do this um but for anyone that i have that i would want to be contacted in any type of emergency or if you know if anything ever happened to me i have their relationship next to my you say that you're super weird but i mean if roles were switched today and you were the person having the issue they could have it would gotten be really easy. Been, well, oh, especially because Austin, husband, yep, father, and you know, Dennis, father-in-law. You know, what I mean, like, yep, I've got mother-in-law, father-in-law, brothers-in-law, uh, my sister, my dad, my stepmom. Yeah. Just because you know, I'm married. I took your last name, so mm-hmm. my, I don't have the same last name as my dad anymore. My sister is married, so she's not. You're not going to find any correlation. And I also have. I have them listed because I would like people, these people to be contacted in an emergency. I would like them to know that something happened. Sure. But I also have, like as far as actual emergency contacts, as much as I would love for my father to be contacted, my father lives in Texas. 
Yeah, so not the most He is not an emergency contact. He's not. He's someone I would want to be notified if something happened to me. Mm -hmm. But he's not an emergency contact. Emergency contact to me is someone you would want, A, that is feasible of showing up relatively quickly. Yeah. Within reason, you know, I'd say within like an hour. I mean, if they can't get there right away, you know, people work, you know, all kinds of weird things happen. But someone who lives within an hour of, of you, okay, maybe not an hour from where you're at at the time, because obviously you could be on vacation or you could be, you know, traveling somewhere and have something happen. But I would say someone who lives relatively close to you, who you would want either to um, be there if you, if you get transported to the hospital, be there when you wake up, or who you would want to be called to help take care of you. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't, you don't trust your sister to do that. Then don't don't your, don't put her on there. I mean, yeah. you, can, you can put her as a contact to be like, hey, if something happens, she should still be notified. But if you don't trust her to take care of you, she shouldn't be your emergency yeah. contact. So, so what wound up happening then? Um, EMTs, it, I you know, you guys called nine one one. They came, right? It, it took us like four or five tries to actually try to contact um, her her boyfriend, who she lives with, because yeah. it wasn't it wasn't under his name. It was under something else. It was under yeah. something else, and there happened to be other people. I mean, he's got a pretty common name, so had there were other people in her phone under that same name. That you, you know, and that we call. tried first, like he's like, all right, yeah, here it is, like. So, um, he ended up coming. Um, you know, EMTs showed up. There are a lot of them. I was not expecting that much because fire department shows up first. Rule of oh. thumb is whichever one is closer sure. comes and the other will follow. Mm-hmm. So fire and EMT were there. And so there were like six guys. You know, the one guy, you know, a couple guys walk in who I can only assume were probably the people who were riding, um, who were probably driving because the people, people came in later with the gurney. Um, but you know they're they're trying to go through talk to her and I'm like okay like cause she's she, around the same time that they arrived she was coming to and a little bit more coherent mm-hmm. um, immediate short term memory loss and I mean Im- like immediate like just leading up to the event because she remembered she know she knew she was at work yeah you know she remembers doing stuff probably about fifteen minutes prior to the episode. Okay. But like she has no idea what she was doing directly before she, she had walked outside prior to the episode. Didn't remember doing that. Wow. So like yeah, like that five minutes leading up to the episode that direct completely lost. Yeah. Completely lost, and I'm sure it'll come back. But um, really incoherent, forgetful. Yeah. Um, so did she? I guess what so what wound up happening she go to the hospital did no because she it, i guess he her because her boyfriend showed up probably another few minutes after that mm-hmm. um and he was completely calm so you could tell he's this wasn't seen this, we, this wasn't weird okay like, so well, i mean on one hand that's a little bit reassuring that they recognize it and know how to deal with it right yep so like that definitely made <clears> me feel better like that he wasn't nervous yeah um and, you know, he's like, you know, this is totally normal. So, like, we're going out trying to help. We're like, hey, you're going to go home. You're either going to the hospital or you're going home, but you're not you're not going to stay here for the day. Like, you're, you're leaving. Yeah, you so, like, what do, you, what do you need? Like, do you have everything with you? Do you have your keys? Do you have your purse? Do you have your ID? Like, what do you, do you have everything? We had to go out to her car to get a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, she was just, you know, 
you know, EMTs are asking her, you know, now that you're awake, it's, it's up to you. You don't ha- you know, we can't make you go. Right. And she's like, no, you know, because every time she does, because she's gone before and it's just. Same thing every hey, time. Hey, you passed out, contact your cardiologist. Which she'll probably do anyways. Yeah, 100%, right? Like, but it's just like, you know, for us, you know, after she left, like, there's just this, like, buzz in the air, right? Like, there was all this in a very short time frame, right? This this whole thing was 10 minutes, 10, yeah. 15 minutes, start to finish. And it's just... An awful lot squeezed into an awful, an awful small lot amount of time. And nothing that any of us are really prepared for. I mean, I think everyone did a really good job, all things considered. So I think it just goes to highlight, though, that, you know, she told you guys, right? She had the condition. She, yep. she explained what it she believes it's typically like. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, until you're in under those circumstances in that situation you don't really know you know how you're going to react for one which is important to understand how you personally mm-hmm. react to those situations but um also she said one thing and, and something, something else happened very different happened so um it's important to understand uh you know that there needs to be plans in place for stuff like that um now you, like you were saying if there is one for your place of work um it's not something you're aware of which could happen um i think that that's that's something needs to be addressed so i don't know if that's something you're gonna you guys are gonna pursue as a group with the company or yeah you can just um, as easily put your own plan in place um but you know and you don't have to do anything crazy right i mean she could have just written on a note in her cubicle like hey do this in the event that I pass out, you know, do this, this, call this person at this phone number. I mean, you can be personally accountable as the person who's going to be potentially the, I don't want to say victim, because that's just not, well, I don't yeah, think correct, the but, person affected by yeah. an, you know, an outcome. But I'm just sitting here the whole time, like as an afterthought, right? Like she, she leaves and everyone starts to come, come down from that adrenaline high, right? You know, um, talking to other, you know, because I had another colleague who doesn't, interact with us often but she's like i completely stopped what i'm doing because i'm first aid and cpr certified so i I stopped what i was doing to make sure that i wasn't going to be needed yeah you know in in this circumstance and you know that's where i was like oh well i am too like that was my first response as well that's cool that she has that knowledge i think that more workplaces should honestly i mean i don't know what it costs if it costs anything you can have the red cross come in and teach those classes and you get your certification it's good for like two years i thought it was like three or four but i'd have to look it might be two years anyways you know Um, you can get that and it's not a big deal it can be immensely valuable in those kinds of situations especially if i mean let's face it most buildings don't have a nurse or something like my father works for one of the auto uh, automakers right the plant has a nurse has like a mini clinic in it because stuff happens there yeah but most of us that work office office jobs or if you work at a small business right there is no medical staff Staff. you know on site so having that base knowledge is really really important and don't be afraid to ask for it because that was my thing my thing and immediately i'm like we were just really lucky that we were right there yeah what if she because we had an incident actually completely unrelated a few months back and i kid you not we couldn't find a first aid kit Yep, I remember we talked about so that. So I'm sitting yeah. there thinking, like, thank God we were there, because what if she had cracked her head on the desk and split her head open? There's no bandages in this place. Not anything to actually take care of, like, a head wound. I mean, like, yeah. actual Band-Aids? Yes, you get a paper cut? Sure, here you go. Dressing gauze? Like, nothing. I'm like, yeah. 
So it got me, and like, so just don't be afraid to ask. Because immediately following that, I was talking with the lady who's certified as well, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, maybe she. And I'm asking you, have they have they ever done training here? She goes, yeah, they you know they did once or twice a few years. You know, I think the last time was a few years ago. So I sat back down on my computer and I, e- I emailed my HR rep, and I was like, hey, I would like to request a, a formal inquiry into having a having the red cross or i mean they're not the only ones that do train but the red cross is the most popular i would say at least in this area that kind of education sure um request voluntary first aid cpr aed training for the building Mm -hmm. you know ideally i would you know if, if it was up to me i would love to see one to two people in every department yeah. Be, be certified it doesn't i mean it doesn't have to be everybody and i get if they're trying to do it during business hours you have to be able to, to keep working during that time but i mean either make it optional or hey host it at the building on the weekends when you have a skeleton crew working and mm-hmm. hey come in for two hours or three hours on your saturday if you want to do this class yeah i know when we did it it took us i think it was two hours and it might have been three um it was free the company i think picked up whatever whatever, yeah, whatever cost it was it's actually really good yeah, it was great, and I was like, and, you know, whatever the certification is, like, because they offer um, specific brand, like, new certification classes, but there's also recertification classes, which are a little bit shorter. Yeah. So if you start offering this, every, you know, however, if, if the certification goes for two years, every two years, you know, you, you do this one expense, right, yeah. for a certification class, but then you can just do recertification and then maybe if you get enough people interested who aren't already certified then you do a, a pop-up certification yeah, you can even do it once a year so then you have people alternating when they get certified when they're renewing and stuff yeah. I mean, it's really not and it's it's not a lot right but it is enough that kind of to make you dangerous right so to speak you're at least serviceable in those kinds of situations when something like this could happen um now even past that having a plan having a course of action knowing who to reach out to in what kind of specific order i think is just as important you know obviously yes right thing to do first off is she still breathing but you know first phone call first contact point 911 you need to reach out for medical assistance or, or whatever it is. I mean, in this case, it was a medical emergency. But if it was right. something else, like emergency services should be your first contact. Well, right. But um, whatever that but means. What comes next then? I mean, is there somebody on site you need to talk to? Who on site has that training? I mean, it just so happened that yourself and one other individual had CPR training, right? Yep. Had your certification, which is great. But what if you didn't? Yeah, I, w- I would have had... I would. I didn't know, you know she I mean? was certified so, until after the fact. Yeah, exactly. So that in that instance, you know, it should be public information to know, hey, these, these two, three people in, the, in each department are certified. And that's and that's what I told us. I was like, I'd really love to see. And, and, and we do. Like, technically, there are like three or four different departments in the, the room that I work in. Mm-hmm. So I was even like, you know, ideally, yeah, one to two people in every department, but at least a handful in every room. I mean, yeah, and that's really like, all you need, right, is one or two in every, um, I guess, part of the building, right, if you're yeah. going to group departments together like that. It doesn't need to be a huge undertaking. No, because, um, I mean, realistically, you're probably not going to have a bunch of people who need medical attention, right? right? It's going to be one person at Typically, a time. Typically, in, in most instances, yeah. But so kind of getting away from just the medical piece of this, right, um, other shit goes wrong. You know, um, 
things like we don't usually get them very much here in Michigan. We have uh, tornadoes, right? As a kid, I remember we had the tornado drills where um, for us, we would all line up in really odd spaces um, Mm -hmm. in the hallways because they were away from windows. Yep. You want to be in an interior you want an interior an interior structure with no as or as little glass as possible or as far away as you can get and and not just like a sighting ideally that's why a lot of like in your home they tell you to go to your basement because your basements are concrete right they're they're made of stronger stuff than the wood that's holding up your siding house right so i'm lucky in in some ways to work in a completely like brick building Mm -hmm. like the whole place was constructed of brick it's an old school so the interior walls are cinder block. So, like for us, you're okay where you're at then. I'm okay. I'm in an interior it's room. A, it's a shelter in place situation. Yeah, I would just. I mean, that's convenient for a lot of things, right? Hundred um, percent. But that's, and that's why a lot of times, you know, when you have the malls, right? It's like the back hallways behind the stores. Yep. It's the bathrooms, but there's obviously only so much room in a bathroom, which is why they have the back hallways and they're, why they're as large as they are. Yeah. Because they need to be able to place full capacity yeah, into can, these places. Yeah, you can. It's uh, the whole like Titanic situation, right? You got to have enough lifeboats for people for everyone. Um, so, um, but then you look at stuff like you know maybe not a tornado, right? Not a natural disaster, so to speak. Um, stuff like an active shooter situation, which we've talked about surviving the workplace before, and 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 really personally. Um, understanding what your priorities are and how to get out safely right um but i think i think if you are if you work in any building type situation i mean you do um when i was in the office pre-covid right we had a lot of people yeah um i think it's really important that there's an actual plan put in place or like it just like a fire drill right hey if there's a fire skip the elevators go for the stairs do here's it our meeting this spot way. this is where everyone congregates so it, then yeah. you have your manager or an assigned do you guys not do you, i mean you've been at that that establishment what almost two years right yep have you guys ever done a fire drill nope yeah no fire drill no tornado drill i'm like do we even have a, a plan you know there are multiple exit points in that building it's an old school right so there's tons of exit points that I'm were designed like, to move you yeah. know masses of children <laughs> it's yeah, a school so for god's honestly, sake yeah. well laid out great for great for you know emergency responses mm-hmm. but i'm like where's our meeting point do we have one are we all meeting together right because it's it's multiple departments multiple companies even in one room are sure. we are we doing something together like i you know realistically uh, in a tornado situation right we're going to probably shelter in place so that's a a room response and you might even um Maybe even have people coming in from other absolutely other parts um, of the building at that point, which again is fine yeah. if there's that understanding, um, and you want to have this in place not just to help yourself but also to help others around you. So if the understanding is like, hey, this is happening, like, okay, um, it can even go as far as depart. You know, you have department heads or team leaders or whatever your whatever vernacular right your company sure. gives out that are accountable for, hey, I'm going to take a head count and make sure we have everybody. Oh, and that's why it's important to have lists and to have the conversation. So it's like, okay, you know, I was talking to them, like, all right, well, in the case of a fire drill, obviously, you know, or fire, not even just a drill, like a fire, we need to get out. Closest door is this door. This is where we should go. And given that this is our closest door, this is where we should meet. It's pretty close to the building. I'd like to use that as a first contact point, especially like in a drill scenario. Yeah. Um, it's close to the building, right? Um, but then, okay, this place across the street, 
is completely away from the building. So if the whole front, you know, if this whole yeah. whole thing goes up in flames, fallback point, we're yep. a, away from it because where the that first meeting point is is too close to the building. Sure. If something was happening, you would get you would be in harm's way. So um, I think. And, and this is, we're talking about this, and you guys don't actually have it, at least you're aware of right now, right? You mm-hmm. could, you don't know of anything that's in place currently, Correct. any plan that's in place currently. Um, so possible solutions, I mean, realistically, like it, you don't have to, the, again, these don't have to be super high tech, high speed um, plans and procedures. No, I mean, and, in, in this case, it's just saying, hey, in case of tornado, get it under your desk. We're in an intern, yeah. you know, we're in an interior room, no windows. There's a bunch of glass for like built up offices, so get under your desk in case something happens. Right. Um, in case of a fire, here's meeting point A, and then here's meeting point B. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't have something like this, I mean, hey, if you think you can design something like this, I mean, we're just we're talking about this right now, right? Mm-hmm. Just you and I, and you thought about it throughout the day. Yep. And I we both have previous knowledge from a couple different workplaces, right? But these aren't super high tech, um, or or, or su- I mean. It's not that difficult. Now, if you don't have a plan like this, be the person that volunteers to make one. Like, hey, um, or just write one up and go to your go to your manager, go to your building supervisor, whatever. Say, hey, hey I know we can have this. this we, is- yeah, I mean, you could tell tell them what happened. Yeah, hey, we had this girl have an episode. Nobody knew what to do. Nobody knew who in the building had CPR uh, credentials or certifications. We didn't know how to react, and we thought about it, and we don't have any. Uh, indicator indicators or plans on, on where we should go and how we should we should react in any kind of emergency situation so here i wrote this up yep do you and think I, and, and they could take it and improve on it they could i mean if they want to bring in somebody from the police department to help walk them yeah. through it i'm sure that's something that's offered through emergency well, services and I, I took liberty today to to mock up um more on the on the medical side right because that was the emergency today sure it was medical i was like all right I found all of our local phone numbers, even some non-local, like ones that have like 800 numbers, like poison control, 800 number. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one to um, have. <laughs> there's apparently though, in case you didn't know, there are there's a local contact for poison control. Oh. So there's like the 800 number, the 2221222. Like the hotline. Yeah. Uh, the hotline, right? It's, it's in the national number and you, it would get you to your place, but um, Detroit has a local contact poison control so you would get Did not know that. it's michigan specific um the non-emergency lines for the police and fire department those are good to have honestly the, you we, might end up using the non-emergency ones in some instances right you would actually end up using those more than you do the emergency line well and then you know so poison control um the cdc number um looked up the local what the closest hospital was because if ambulance you know if you have ambulatory services, they're going to take you to the closest hospital. doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter your preferences. They're going to take you to the closest place to get you stabilized. Then after that, if you want to go somewhere else or transport. need to be transported somewhere yeah. else, you, you will. But I'm like, I don't even know where the, where the closest hospital is. Looked it up. Yeah. Like, put that put that phone number down. Yeah. You know, those little things that it's like, you know, I put emergency contact for our electric provider, our gas provider. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not our, sure our water company, if you like, would necessarily need any of that, but it doesn't hurt to have it. I mean, yeah. if there's a power outage or if you do smell gas, obviously, hey, um, we're going to report this, and then we're going to and we're going to get out, get out first. If you if you suspect right a gas leak, that's not uh, 
you know, that's not anything to trifle with. And yep, get yourself safe and then make the phone call. Yeah. But, and then, you know, I'm like, okay. And in that, in that list of, okay, in a medical emergency contact, you know, emergency services, and then, um, you know, don't, don't move the affected person unless they're in harm's way. Yeah. And, you know, kind of just, just keep an eye on things. But then there's also, in a lot of different response plans is, yeah, contact these people because they have first aid and CPR training. Like there's a lot, yeah. there's, there's places for it. So it's an easy, easy page to add. Say, hey, you know, in case of emergency, please contact this person and this person at this phone number, right? And Give them the phone even, numbers. You can even spread that out if they you want to have, have certain response. No, I don't want to say responsibilities because it's really not. It's just if, you know, hey, this person is CPR certified, this person is the one that's going to do a head count in the event we have an, an issue. It doesn't have to be one person doing all of that that extra. Well, and really, it should be it should be separated. Now, yeah. obviously, if someone who's in an assigned role is the person being affected, you're going to have someone, people have to step up and change roles. Yep. But... Having a contingency, having a an alternative plan in place right. in the event that, yeah, like you said, they're the afflicted which individual. Is, which is why it's important, I think, to have not all your eggs in one basket don't have you know one person be all these things have that spread out through departments if you can if you work in a place that has multiple departments that Mm -hmm. work close together because then when you're out of the office maybe maybe nothing happens to you maybe you're just not there because you're on vacation right you know it's there's four other people on just this floor or hey there's a person who sits three desks over from me who's in a different department, but they're also certified. Like yeah. they're able to help, you know, obviously people are most comfortable with the, the colleagues that they work directly with. Yeah. And if you're not sure, I mean, look at a floor plan, right? Most buildings have them. If it's not um, publicly accessible, most, most floor plans and blueprints are, um, but if it's not, you can typically talk to someone in management and say, Hey, can we get a map of the building? Mm-hmm. You know? And then from there you can plan out, well, we're separated by, this far you know we need people in these departments to be contact points i mean if you're close together it needs to be someone in the next department over that's maybe not a big deal like you yeah, said maybe. you have two or three teams that work together where you're at as opposed to some other places you might be very spread out yeah if you're on seven floors and there's thousands of you like a, you're gonna have a very different, different response yeah. internal response setup than the local restaurant that has a staff of 40 yeah. Or, you know, the the retail store that has f- no more than 15 employees in there at a time. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, each place is going to be really unique on how they're going to handle. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in some instances, maybe you're kind of prevented from being hands-on in a lot of cases. You know, maybe they say, you know, don't touch customers. Well, yeah. And there's, right? some, like, there's some legal... So um, behind it's, that, but yeah. So I mean, like, but 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 know what the response is. Know if you can. You know, if, right. if you're new to a job and you don't, hey, yeah, spell it out for people. Make it easier. Yeah, if you work if you work with people who aren't employed, I don't. I mean, I I don't want to call them the public necessarily, but if but if you work for you know, if you work with people who aren't employed by your employer, um, get know how that how that's gonna you know how you interact with them and what yeah. the response is. It, something it has to, happen. to be it has to be spelled out because under stress and you know with everything going on like you rattled off everything that happened it took us like 10 minutes to explain it all and it took th- that long everything happening right yep yep um, and 
I mean, just think, I mean, thinking back to when you were a kid in elementary school, you're like, why don't, you know, like, oh, doing the tornado drill or doing this fire drill. Oh, this is, like, stupid and, you know, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. nothing ever happens. But it's, like, as like, yeah, they, they, they do that, obviously they need to test. Like, they're required to do these things several times a year. However, it's done because you do it enough, you're not going to panic. You're going to, you yeah. know, as, as a kid... It, it's it's, you're gonna pa- it's it Pavlov's yeah. law. You get trained into doing it. You're gonna hear the fire alarm, and he and all your classmates are gonna get in this little line behind your teacher, and you're all gonna walk out of the building. Yep, go sit down in the hallway with a, a hardcover textbook over your head or something. Yep, and you're just gonna you're gonna go do it, and the real thing will be happening. And until it affects the building, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be none the wiser. So, I mean, same same concepts happen for adults if anything adults are worse well i think as adults we kind of um we get comfortable we get into that this isn't going to happen i don't need to worry about this uh mindset and you fill your brain with but yeah you so went through other 12 stuff. years oh, of I school gotta, doing it and you're like oh nothing ever happened and then yeah, it I mean, you're, bleeds oh, over i don't have time for that i mean I, i've done it right we um when i the when i first started with the company that i'm at we had a fire sensor go off and uh I remember getting outside, and my my and it, and it was legit. A sensor went off. Um, I think it ended up being something very minor, um, but but the fire department had to go through and clear the building, which yep. was a decent size, so it took a while. But um, one of our teammates stayed at her desk. She was on a call with a client and goes, "I don't have time for the for another drill right now. I got to finish this." And um, we had to specifically let whoever the person in charge of uh, you know counting heads and everything, mm-hmm. like a head of the department heads type person say hey um we're pretty sure we have someone who's still in there who thought this was a drill yeah so um and they went and got her and it was fine and we all had a laugh about it you know and but in reality you know as adults we prioritize things differently um sometimes for good reasons right yeah um but a lot of times it's not for the best of reasons so yeah you're it's it's hard to think about right because people get so caught up into work and in their lives but as much as people think otherwise your job will be there tomorrow yeah like the client will be there tomorrow as angry as they might be you hanging up the phone on them when you get back on and say yeah our our, you know cafeteria burst into flames i guarantee they're not going to hear that much anymore yeah and and a lot of times if you're on a phone call they'll hear the alarm itself or you know i mean there's you can call or email somebody in a different building or something and say hey can you shoot this client an email let them know in what's going on in in line with a emergency plan mm-hmm. that you're you know you're talking about business continuity keeping business going when you're affected so right. yeah obviously if you if you work in an area where there are multiple buildings multiple apartments people away from your your workspace right you got you work with people all over the country you know you you've probably got someone you can contact in another building even if it's in the same mm-hmm. state or another state saying hey our building is inaccessible right now. I'm unable to do my job. Maybe it's only for 20 minutes because you have a laptop and you can go home. Or maybe you yeah. don't and you're going to be out of commission for who knows how long. But Just this is what's going on and you need to pick in up place this work because... there to contact those per- those people. Right. No, I mean, yeah, we're not here. We're, we need someone to pick up the work. There's a lot of companies have those continuity plans in place 
for such occasions. And if you don't, like we're talking about, you can put your own together and present it to, you know, your manager, to whoever, an HR or whatever. So you reached out, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so where, as of current, where is there, did you get a response yet? Did they acknowledge it or, yeah, or they, they talk about super, it? Yeah, they were super, and I think it's because we involved HR and they were there to see what was happening. Um, but uh, I got an email an email almost right away saying that's a really good idea. Well, let cool me, that they're receptive. Let me talk to, let me get with people to see what, what, what you know, because that, you know, my HR guy is not the one who makes the decisions. So it's like, hey, let me, let me present this and let me, let's see what this goes. And uh, late this afternoon, I got another email saying, you know, I talked with these people and we're, we're going to put something together. You know, we, need, awesome. to, we need to wait for head of security, you know, out of the office at the moment, like. Um, get in touch to actually put something in, in place. Hopefully it'll be, I don't, know, I don't have an exact date or time frame right now, but hopefully it'll be soon. So I'm yeah. hopeful that before year end, yeah. I mean, we'll have something. Yeah, and whether it's through, you know, we said Red Cross. Right now um, we met a friend of uh, Ryan's a couple of weeks back at a yep. fish fry, right? <laughs> yep. Who is uh, TCCC certified. So, I mean, there's all kinds of resources if you just, you know, reach out and, and maybe that's even something that you can get information on and offer up. Like, hey, the reds if the red cross can't get out because holiday blood drives or, or whatever right. i don't know you know hey there are other resources for instance this individual is a certified instructor maybe you know th- there's other options so sure um but still really cool that they were receptive to your your request and not that they and not just a oh thanks for bringing it up email it's a hey we're already chasing it up and you already had a follow-up email you know aside from their response so yeah um and I guess to some extent, it's kind of a shame that it took something like this happening, but it is, nonetheless, it is really cool to see that they're acting on that. As scary as it was, at least it was, for the most part, a very non-threatening medical emergency, right? Like, yeah, like you said, it sucks that it took something happening, but at least what happened wasn't life-threatening. Nothing, I mean, nothing bad happened. Yeah. We all, I mean, honestly, I think it was normal for her. We yeah. had no idea, so it was it was probably scarier for all of us. Oh I mean, yeah, for sure. Than it but, was for the individual affected. And and now you guys will know if it ever happens again. I mean, hopefully not, right? I mean, it sounds like if it's an actual known condition, and it, it, it might um, it might be with somebody else. But um, you know, now you you've reacted to it once. The group has right. Mm-hmm. So regardless of who's into the office, who's out, the group's reacted. Maybe now everyone's aware that you know you and this other lady have your certifications. Like hey something happened grab one of those two um i think i I cannot go without saying it again but like hey this is where our fucking first aid kit is if there even is one i mean hey maybe you can just tell them hey here's mymedic.com go order some some fucking first aid kits yep i'll even get you 20 percent off your order because yep i know some people you know i mean like invest in your people like and that's not like hey we we got a better 401k and dental like no, that's like literally investing in the safety. Livelihood of making to, sure your employees come into work tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, and to some extent, I'm pretty sure there's legal ramifications, you know, so. More than likely. Yeah, but, definitely some OSHA violations. Yeah, so, um, I mean, big picture, right? Know your workplace plans and your contingencies. And if you don't um, find out, if find there out. isn't one, be that person. Don't don't be like so many people in the world today that are reactive to everything like oh i don't need to know what to do in a fire until i'm in a fire don't be reactive be proactive understand where you need to go in a fire drill hey i mean 
God forbid, but find yourself in an active shooter situation. Obviously, if you're at the office, you're probably not carrying, but that aside anyway, you know, where are you going to go? How do you how do you best react? Um, where can I hide, right? We've talked before a bunch of times. Different Understanding cover versus concealment. Understanding mm-hmm. where your exits are. And more than one, right? Yep. Know where you can get out of the building. More than one way. Schools are specifically designed like that. You know, it's like a pressurized system and having relief valves. Yep. You know, uh, at least the school I grew up in, every classroom, because it was a one-story school, every classroom had an exterior door that only opened from the inside. And then we had periodic, like, hallway doors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was probably 60 exterior doors to the school. I mean, like, you could get out through a hallway. You could get out through the main entrance. You can get out through any classroom. Yep. You can get out through the gymnasium, the receiving room. Um, the only rooms in that school I'm, I'm fairly certain of that you could not get out of would be the bathrooms. Now that I'm thinking, uh, yeah, no, computer lab had an exit. Yeah, I think it would be the bathrooms. Yep. Truthfully. So, um, yeah, and like I was saying, if you, if you guys, if there isn't a plan, put one together. And that's not even saying that somebody won't pick it up and improve it. Um, or, you know what, hey, maybe you run the company and you're hearing this and you go, hey, I really need to have something like this in place or me uh, you know after this conversation hey i didn't think about this this and this you mm-hmm. know and and don't be even if you know the plan right like know be aware of everything don't, don't just know where your exit is know where it puts you yeah where what's waiting on the other side of it you know if you're in a, a company you know, if you work in a building with multiple sets of stairs that you have yeah. to get to to get to the exterior door where do those stairs let out yeah. You know, especially in, in, in case of, I mean, any of that. Is it going to take you to a courtyard that, like, that doesn't let you out? Is it going to take you to some place where you can get away easily? Um, is it going to take you to some place where you got to cross? I mean, there's there's a, a million and a half different things that could happen, but, you know, um, evaluate it. Yep, figure know, it out. Know where everything is, right? Know where your fire extinguishers are, where your first aid kit, where an AED, if, you're, if you have one. Not every place does, but if you have an AED, know where that is. And then know where know where your exits lead right of all varieties right and, stairways and make building. sure not just yourself make sure everybody's on board understands what that plan is um and and for the love of god like do some drills you know or at least try to do some drills with it um so that people just know and they understand because you could say hey we're all gonna we're gonna get together by the big tree outside and that's like oh okay you know what tree you're talking about but if there's more than one tree you know people could take that differently i mean sure. you kind of got to take it to the lowest common denominator with some stuff but that's why you do drills that's why a lot of companies uh make i mean we used to hate it when i was at work um but it they're they're valuable they're right. i would say they're necessary so um ha- have a plan right uh have that plan in place uh and know what it is even if you're not the one that's writing it make sure you know what it is um and hey maybe you can recommend some stuff to improve on it uh, take a look at it. Maybe you you just thought about things a little bit differently than the person that wrote this procedure, which could have been done however many years ago before yeah, they things, remodeled the building two or three times over. Yep, you know what I mean? So or, yeah, now that you know, I mean, we hate to talk about it, but now that active shooters, right, are are, are more prevalent. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the plan in place is going to take you across a giant empty atrium because it's faster because the you know of the door. It's like okay, well, in, in case of an active shooter, maybe this other exit would be better because you're not going through open space right or you know or maybe it lets out in a really weird spot that maybe you know 
or just understanding where you can hide if you know they talk about run hide fight a lot in corporate america yeah um, which there's some science behind that to an extent but you know understanding hey if i am gonna hide where can i hide um a lot of office buildings like tiered office buildings don't have concrete walls not interior walls so concealment yes cover no it's yep. not gonna stop a, it's not gonna stop a bullet um realistically so um you know a full file cabinet uh maybe depending on what full means and what it's made out of um you know and you you talked about you know when we were talking before the recording you know hey conference rooms and windows on doors and stuff have somebody go stand in there hey can i see you from this window yeah then that's not a good place to go hide yep you know i mean like just do a little work it doesn't have to be all done in one day either but um you know have a plan guys whenever you know something like this comes up i think we all start to think about it um but like we were saying just a moment ago, uh, it shouldn't take something like this for people to act on these kinds of things and have these kinds of plans and contingencies, uh, you know, built. So I hope this was helpful for everyone. Uh, certainly uh, glad to hear that you know your coworker is is doing fine. Yep. Given everything, um, but it, it can happen to all of us. It can happen to any of us. So have something in place. Uh, have a plan ready to go when I mean when whatever happens happens. Um, like I said, I hope this was this was valuable uh, and uh, just share some insight uh, and if nothing a, a personal experience that highlights that yeah it, it happens to everybody. It's sure. not like I planned, you know, it's not like we planned uh, to do this recording tonight on this particular topic for this particular podcast. Yep. It's just um, this is something that happened and uh sharing these experiences with people is i think one of the best ways to learn so um that's all we got for you guys this week thank you so much for tuning in with us again we'll have more next week like we always say here at the prepared mindset train hard work smarter be prepared